Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to The Reset, a mental health podcast without all the bollocks. I'm Sam Delaney. My guest this week is Dan Flanagan, the founder of Dad's Group, Dadless Soul. I've talked before on The Reset about how fatherhood can be isolating and lonely, especially when your kids are still quite young. The world of parenting seems to be set up predominantly for women, and a lot of blokes struggle to find their place or their people when they're taking care of their children. Plus, as you hit middle age, your social circle can shrink and it's harder to make new friends. Dan Flanagan has addressed all of these issues with Dad Soul, a brilliant organisation that brings together dads and their kids in fun, useful and cool ways. Forget being the only dad at rhyme time in the local church hall, I remember those days. Dad Soul is about getting together in stylish places for activities surrounding music, tech and arts that everyone actually enjoys doing. I absolutely love the spirit of this group. I loved raising my kids when they were little, but it wasn't half boring sometimes. Dan has helped to change all that. I'll let him explain more. I hope you enjoy listening to our chat. Dan Flanagan, welcome to The Reset. Thank you very much for having me on this. It's a nice, sunny Tuesday morning, so it's nice to be doing something very, very different. It might be where you are, mate, but... um... (laughs) I'm here in London and it is absolutely miserable and drizzly. But, you know, uh, this conversation, I'm sure, will brighten my day anyway. Well, um, I'm on the south coast, uh, just about Worthing, about 15 miles away from Brighton, and I can lovely. see the sea and the, oh. the sun is now shining off the sea. So you hate yeah. me already, don't you? Uh, no, I know. Well, I'm, I'm jealous because I absolutely love that part of the world, mate. Um, yeah. So anyway, tell us about um, your organisation and how it got started. Yeah, so I run a non-profit called Dadless Soul. Uh, we exist to orchestrate a revolution in the way that the stories, struggles and the struggles of the six million dads in the UK are seen, heard and supported. Basically how it started, um, go back 40-something years and my, my parents split up and unfortunately due to my mum's uh, ill health, my dad got custody of me and my three te- then teenage sisters Right. This was in the sort of very late 70s, early 80s. So that was 
wholly unusual for the time anyway uh, for, you know, a man to get custody. Yeah. But then I saw the sort of firsthand, the, the abject lack of support. You know, there were single parent sort of groups, but they tended to be things like gingerbread, which at the time it was very female dominated in dungarees supporting CID. Uh, CID. Yeah, CND, yeah. My dad went to Oxford and he was an architect. Right. And very, very different sort of uh, background. So, yeah, it was, there was a lot of up and downs and I saw the world through a very, maybe different pair of eyes. But then fast forward, say back to 40 years, I'm a senior analyst in a media agency. I've got a nice house in suburbia. I've got a young family. I'm uh, commuting all the time. And my, unfortunately, my, there was a series of things that actually happened, but the main one, my, my dad got vascular dementia right. and I was caring for him um, while living at the South Coast, having to go back, you know, every week. And then he, he sort of passed away and I did a typical bloke thing of basically ignoring the grief because I just had to get on with stuff. And then sort of six months down the line, it came and knocked me sideways um, because rather than doing the sort of healthy thing as we do now, talk about that, mm. just didn't. I'm a geezer. Don't. Yeah. yeah just yeah. it's fine. I knew it was coming. Deal with it. Um, it made me really, really ill. Um, one of the sort of side effects was that I ended up getting chicken pox for the second time, uh, courtesy of my lad. And I didn't think it was possible. Oh, it is. If yes, and it, it, as an adult, when you get yeah. chicken pox in very odd areas, as a man, <laughs> yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah. It very much was. Um, but what I, happened then is that I was confined to barracks because I couldn't leave. Also, mm. I looked like John Merrick, the Elephant Man, so I wasn't going to leave the house anyway. Mm. Um, but I realised I, I played with my son a lot more than I had done in probably months because I was always, I'd leave early in the morning for the commute. I'd get home just about if I was lucky to put him to bed. Yeah. Um, and even then, you know, I probably wasn't that present because I'd still have client emails on my phone to deal with. And mm. so I'll go to bed, go to sleep, mate. So I, I need to deal with this. And then, um, you know, as I have him on a traditional sort of dad day, which is a Saturday and there was nowhere to go nothing to do um so i ended up sort of leaving my my sort of corporate role and going freelance because i realized i'd i'd missed so much of his life already yeah and having the having just lost my dad but dad is a single parent and running quite a successful business mm. we probably didn't have that early years one-to-one -one time because it just it wasn't possible so i didn't want to sort of replay those mistakes um, yeah. about that sort of time I'd, I'd started writing you know I tried to be a very hands-on dad and you know read the books and look for blogs but at the time there was there was nothing really out there that really resonated with me you know yeah. I'd been to NCT if any of the listeners done it we did it we did one NCT but then my, my son decided to be premature um, but that was all about how to support your partner through breastfeeding which is obviously yeah, yeah. very important but even that and you know things the visitors well uh, trips with the health visitor nobody actually asked how i was yeah yeah you know 
and we we are seen as a, a sideline. So yeah, I, I started writing because I couldn't find anything out. That went really well. We ended up it became an online magazine called Don't Believe the Hype, and mm. we had sort of eighteen different dads writing. Um, a bit, you know, I kind of said it from I know you had James Brown on. Uh, yeah, a little yeah. while ago. So it was kind of the loaded generation when new lad became new dad. Yes. So that was my sort of almost trajectory, uh, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, through that, I was able to finance, like, not going back to the corporate role. So I was able to go and you know, volunteer at nursery school. It was a, uh, a beautiful moment, actually. It was a Monday morning, and I, I volunteered at the nursery, or some was at and I took a load of four and uh, three and four year olds down to the beach for beach school, and oh. I was yeah I was convinced I convinced them that we were going dinosaur hunting, right? And I'm thinking, well, a few weeks ago I would have been in a status meeting for a very large, well-known financial brand, yeah, yeah, looking at spreadsheets and stuff. And now I'm full of laughter and happiness and stuff, and it just sort of yeah, it, it kind of went from there with Dad LaSalle. I just got fed up of going to mother and baby boots and feeling like, you know, an outsider. Mm, it's mm. it's kind of hard to break into those groups anyway if you're a mum. If you're a dad, you know, I had conversations like, haven't you got a proper job? You know, what are you doing yeah. here on a, a Monday morning? Or there's ones where, you know, he's probably here to have an affair. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, you can get treated with suspicion in those things, yeah, yeah. can't you? Yeah. Or that, you know, you're, you're a paedophile or... All kinds of stuff, and I just thought, yeah. why? It's just, it's just in this day and age, we should be supported. And it's like, I kind of got a bit disruptive and angry. It's like, well, if you don't want us, I'll go and find something that does want us, and it didn't exist. So I put my flag in the ground on Saturday, and just said, like, you know, does anybody want a dad's play date? Um, convinced a pal of mine who had offices in Brighton to let us have it for a Saturday. Um, we had uh, Technics turntables in there. We were doing DJ battles, beatboxing battles, soft play, um, crafting. And it was about 14 dads and 20-odd kids causing absolute chaos. But <laughs> what I realised was none of these dads were on, a, on their phones. They were they were talking. And you imagine when, you know, going back to when your kids were younger, you'd go to maybe kids' parties and stuff like that. The dads seem to sink back and the mums take over. Yes. And because the mums weren't there, because it was a dad and male carrier, we got to do what we wanted to do. And it's lovely. And sort of from that moment, we've been around about five years. We're up to about two and a half thousand members in eight different countries. The idea is that in different spaces, we do play dates. So everything, say, from DJ workshops, we've had stand-up comedians come in to do Dads versus Kids, uh, joke battles, authors. Um, I raided the back of a factory and got hold of a load of cardboard and ran a maker's session. Brilliant. And the idea is that, you know, if you do go to a sort of traditional sort of kids' activity, it tends to be in a church hall and you're there yes. with some second-hand soft plate yeah. and some weak orange squash. Yeah. And it's like, Let's be honest, it can be depressing. I mean... Yeah. My kids are grown up now. You're reminding me of those times where, you know, I've always been freelance. So I was, uh, back when my kids were little, my wife had a full-time job in town every day and I was yeah. freelance, which meant that we did have childcare. They went to a child mine, they went to nursery, but a lot of the time I was picking up the slack. 
And the truth is, it could be bloody depressing at times. As much as Lonely, you it? spend time with your kids, when you talk about drafty church halls, feeling a little bit out of place because you're the only bloke there, et cetera, et cetera, it can, yeah, it can, and you can just feel lonely and bored. It, and he's you know, trying to do the, you know, the right thing. And even like just going down simple things, like going down the playground, mums mm. can meet and they'll exchange a number and organise a play date. Yes. But we have this restriction. You can't go and talk to somebody else's missus and phone them up and say, do you fancy hanging out? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, it, you know, we should be more, you know, emotionally intelligent in this well, but we're not. So it's like, actually, with the, the play dates that we do, the dads and kids can come along. So we've got, you know, when you say it's a dad's organisation, people already automatically assume that we dress up in superheroes costumes, hate yeah. women and stuff. But it's not. <laughs> yeah, you can climb up Big Ben. Yeah, it. I, I understand some of those fellas need to do that, and I respect that, but that's not yeah. what we're about. Yeah. So we've got, you know, dads that are happily married. You've got dads like me that co-parent. Uh, gay dads that have gone through the adoption process, foster carers, and the yeah, idea yeah. is that they can learn some new skills. Because the other thing about this is that I'd look on social media for ideas uh, of entertainment and activities and then just feel trash because I wasn't very good at DIY or making camps and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. But all the dads, it is a village mentality. So we had um dad that was a filmmaker came in and showed us how to script and storyboard our own films. So you think, right, next time it's a rainy Sunday and the kids are driving you nuts, rather than sticking in the front of the TV, we're going to make a movie. You're in charge of storyboarding. You're in charge Brilliant. of specs. Brilliant. Um, and it's that that sharing of skills. And then mm. the, the beauty of that is that the dads make friends and then they've gone off and sort of they organise their own activities. So, oh, I'm going to take the, the twins swimming. I'm not very confident to anybody who fancy going, yes. Or, um, yeah, I don't know what to do. Or, you know, there's a, there's a lot of what came out of my sort of, I suppose, challenge, because as a middle-aged man, you, your social circles get smaller and yeah, it does yeah. tend to operate around the school run. Um, or your friends are the people that maybe your, your, your wife or your partner's met on the school run. Yeah. And they organise your your whole social calendar but what happens if they're not your people yeah you know it becomes very 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 lonely and as middle-aged men we don't talk about that nobody wants to put their hand up and go hello i'm a billy no mates <laughs> yeah yeah but the truth is there's thousands of us that actually are yeah it's really, really i mean i talk about it a lot on my other pod on top like time machine it's just like you you know you you do as you as you get into your 40s you just socialize a lot less you're more tired and you're social so you fall out of touch with old mates yeah and uh it's it's really really tough it can be really tough and like yeah it's great that you're giving people also it's about normalizing you say put your hand up and say i'm a billy no mates i really would like to just normalize people being able to say that because we all have a hint of it do you know what i mean yeah We've all you know, experienced your, that feeling. Um, I was going to say that, you, yeah, you know, I realised I had pals. Mm. But, you know, where I'd moved into suburbia, because I used to live in a lot of Brighton, mm. have a young family in Brighton's a nightmare, so we moved over to Worthing. And I just didn't know anybody. So it's not just, you know, if we don't do five-a-side or these traditional bloke activities, you're even more limited. 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was embarrassing. And I thought, oh, yeah, I've got mates. But most of them were on Facebook or back yeah. home. Yeah, yeah. Um, nobody to go for a couple with or actually really open up to go, you know, this dad old thing is really bloody hard. I'm trying and I don't understand this. And I don't understand that. But I don't know who to ask because I don't want to be seen as a failure. Mm. Um, or it's just, it can be embarrassing. So with the, the community we built, because you've got all dads from very different socioeconomic backgrounds, you know, we've got uh, ex-offenders being friends with police officers. We've got millionaires that are friends with dads on benefits. Yeah. And the, the common factor is like, how the hell do you negotiate with your free roll when they won't put their bloody shoes on? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, so you see sort of the wisdom of the village. And it, yeah, I, I, I've met vastly different range of blokes that if you'd met them, you know, that got the nice house, nice car, swanky job and stuff like that. But when we open up, all this stuff comes tumbling out. So um, outside of the play dates, obviously we had lockdown happened. So we had to go online. And then the... I think it was the end of lockdown one. Somebody just said, does anybody fancy a pint? I've been out for years. Yeah. Or it seems like years. Yeah. And we go, yeah. So a group of us started meeting in a, a local pub. And that grew. So now we run sort of dad-only sessions because we did about six or seven in the pub. But then I realised it's, it's quite hard. You've got to be brave to walk into a strange pub and see a group of, tape, a group of fellas that you don't know. Yeah. Um, or as we discussed before we recorded, it's really expensive to go to the pub. Or yeah, it is. Maybe you don't want to drink. You don't want to be surrounded by that thing. Yeah. So now we've got a, a partnership with an amazing co-working space called Freedom Works. Yeah. It given give us that space, and we've got a pool table. We've got VR headsets, tea, coffee, uh, sponsorship. Big shout out to the Unbarred Brewery that supplies with beers, and the, the guys come along come along on a Thursday night. So it's a bit like. A youth club for dads. So yeah. it's biker grove for grown-ups. <laughs> That's uh, wonderful. And what we realise is that they, they chat, but then this is that rather than sitting around in a circle, maybe like a traditional group therapy. Yeah. We just let people chat and put some tunes on and stuff. And out of that, the conversations come. So we had a guy that turned up a couple of months ago and within five or ten minutes, he said, you know, a couple of years ago, I walked downstairs on a Tuesday to put uh, put the tea on and had a stroke. Wow. Completely out of the blue. And he went blind. And he said it took him to the darkest of places because he thought he'd never sort of see his kids again. Um, thankfully, he's, you know, he's much better now. But he said, I've never spoken about it. Um, another guy that came in again about a month ago, didn't really say a lot. Sat down with some of the fans, opened up that he's, you know, his wife's got stage four brain cancer. Right. Um, or, you know, dads that have had, you know, serious, you know, relationships with substance abuse. Um, and a part of their recovery, they've had to get rid of everybody in their phone book. Mm. So out of, you know, people say, oh, you know, just do some cool stuff with the kids. There's this other side that's kind of grown organically. And it's, it's really beautiful because, isn't it? It's we had a what was it? A nuclear physicist, somebody that um, advises the government on tropical diseases, talking to a landscape gardener, talking to a pal of mine that you know 
uh, runs a mobile phone shop. And these guys would never have met, like very different social circles, very different schools and all of that. But they come in, they're making friends. They and went off to the um, cinema to, to watch Terminator 2. We've got a, uh, a football team. We do sort of sea swimming and uh, hot pod yoga. So it's all those things that I maybe want to try some activities, but I've got nobody to do it with. And I feel a bit, again, daft with Dad LaSalle. So anybody fancy doing that? Yes, I do. Yeah. They've got a social life there. I feel like you're painting a really interesting picture that I think I can really relate to, and I'm sure lots of listeners are, is that you spend, say, your teens and your 20s socialising, making friends, and then maybe in your 30s when you start a family, you kind of disappear and drift apart. And by the time you re-emerge and are... Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalised plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Interested in socialising and you've changed so much as a person. Your interests have changed. Your ambitions have changed. And you do want more a lot of the time than just going, like, you know, maybe socialising in your teens and 20s was just about going out and getting off your face somewhere and you, yeah. you want to try more things than that but who do you do it with because you've drifted away from those old pals so it's almost like you're giving people a, a, a second chance to reboot themselves yeah we kind of as you get older you almost um forget who you are my my partner bless her we had a conversation about a year ago and she said you know what are your hobbies mm. i don't know I've got things I'm interested in, but I don't have time to actually do them. You know, I want to learn how to DJ again, or I want to learn how to, you know, spend some more time writing. Because mm. it tends to be you focus on your career and the kids and then supporting your partner. Your yeah. needs become so far down the priority list that you are, oh, you know, well, you know, I've got broad shoulders, I can take it. Yeah. Um, but Actually, what you realise, if the the men are more sort of happy and engaged and not so socially isolated, the family unit unit benefits because now the kids have got some great activities to do. The you know the wife or the partner has a bit of time to herself. You yeah. Know? yeah. Or they can see there was one of our guys, uh, Magic Dave, as we call him. Um, he was referred to us by his ex partner. He started coming. Oh, sorry. Um, to our online sessions, didn't say boo to a goose. Uh, then his sort of confidence grew and he opened up and they had a, I think it was about a, just under a year old and they, they his young dad, he's separated, uh, lives in the middle of nowhere, very, very isolated. 
But now he's come along and he's volunteering, he's running some of the groups. And we had a lovely sort of message from his ex saying, this is, we can see the benefits. You know, me and him are getting on much better together. He's mm. got a much more sort of confident relationship with our daughter. Thank you very much. And now he's almost become a listener for other dads. Yes. In a similar situation. Go, Christ, you know, if you're on your own and you've got a little girl, how the hell do you do her hair? I don't understand about girls' yeah. clothes. Yeah. Um, and I don't have anybody to ask. But now that, like, well, we all make mistakes. We all fall over, mate. But yeah. now go and share what you learned over there. Yeah. It's a, it really is a magical, magical stuff. And it, you know, I, one thing I learned, you know, as a recovering addict myself, one thing that I learned early doors was people saying, you know, if you want to be a, a great dad, a great husband, your great son, brother, or anything like that, you've got to look after yourself first. And I think the the what you're saying rings so true is that so many blokes think in their pursuit to be everything and be like absolutely a great family man, they end up sort of destroying themselves. That happened to me. I was like so intent on uh, restricting myself to juggle the career and being a great dad and all the rest of it, that you're constantly sacrificing yourself. And that means your own health, both physical and mental, you, yeah. you're exhausted all the time, but also you do sort of let go of the other things that used to maybe bring you pleasure, uh, socialising or, or hobbies or, or what have you. And then you find yourself in a really low place. And that's why it's because you haven't looked after yourself or put yourself first. And, you know, in recovery, they always say, you know, you can't be good. You you cannot be a good dad. You cannot be a good husband or any of those things unless you're putting yourself first and looking after yourself and your own health, right? Mm. And it takes years, and in my case, in lots of other men's cases, like a real crisis to come round to that. And I think that what you're doing is incredible because it's showing blokes, do you know what? It's not. It's okay, and it's actually very important for you to build a life that brings you some form of fulfilment, satisfaction, and joy. Life doesn't just become about you constantly sacrificing yourself and saying, I'm the bloke, I'll I'll throw away everything just for the sake of the family. Yeah. You've always that hunter-gatherer mentality, isn't it? That we, it's yeah. kind of inbred into us. It doesn't matter what happens to us, we're strong enough to take it. Um, but it, it, the simple human need for friendship is yeah. so, so important. And the, the, the stats, uh, you're aware of, just how dangerous it is if men don't talk with, you know, I think the, the calm statistics is uh, 84 men under the age of 45 are being lost to suicide every single week. And rather than wait for point of crisis, actually, if we can also do interventions as the, you know, the medical industry would call out what we do three or four steps before that, hopefully there's going to be less, Blokes reaching that crisis point because they've got um, they've got an audience. You know, we've got a like a WhatsApp group and a private Facebook group that any time of the day people can vent, and there's heartbreaking stuff that's coming out of there, but also really heartwarming stuff. We had a dad that um, I think he was mid forties and he came out, right, mm. and he said, "I've been living this life, but." during that conversation, my, my eight-year-old and my 12-year-old heard. And, you know, what do I do? And there was just this massive outpouring of support from the blokes. Yeah. 
saying just how amazingly strong he must have been to be braver to take that decision and how much benefit the, the kids will have. You know, there's going to be some hard times, obviously. But in the future, because they've got a dad that's honest and true to himself, they're going to benefit. Or, you know, dads that have had children that have, you know, reassigned their, their genders. And going, yeah. I don't understand this. I want to support, but the stuff I'm, I want to say out loud is going to make me sound like a bigot. And it isn't because I, I just don't know. I just don't understand. And there's, yeah. again, you can open up about all of this kind of stuff and get this support. And we've got, listen, uh, one of our fellas, uh, Uncle Al, as he called him, he's an agony, well, not an agony uncle, he's a GP and a conflict mm. resolution expert. So the guys can go to him or they can go to one of our, you know, professional wellness advisors. Go, look, there's, there's this stuff that's troubling me that I, I just don't know. And that's where we have so many sort of, tight ropes of issues as blokes not being able to put out and go, I don't understand this. Um, I need some help. Um, and that's the thing that we're actively trying to change where you can go, come and have a game of pool, you know, go on the VR headset, have everybody laugh at you because you've just been on a roller coaster at Jurassic Park and now you're screaming like a toddler. <laughs> but, you know, two minutes later, you sit down having a cup of tea, pouring your heart out about what it's like to live in a sexless marriage for eight years because you don't need kids to come from a broken home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's so true. And one of the other things that's coming through that I think is really important is that, you know, when you become, when you encourage blokes to talk about their feelings or their problems, which, you know, you're doing and, and I'm trying to do here and, and everyone is trying to focus on more these days. I think that the biggest barrier for me when I was younger and didn't do that stuff was, I thought it was about becoming a bit boring and weird. And when you talked about men's support groups or opening up, I thought we're back to church, drafty church hall territory. Yeah. But also it's like, you can't be a lad anymore. So I grew up like you referred to yourself as well. I was a Jack the lad. You know, I was I, I was I was part of that loaded generation. I, I thought it was all about not just drinking, but just being stupid and, and not taking anything seriously, least of all yourself. And, and I sort of felt that if you changed and became someone who's a bit more reflective or sort of mindful of your feelings, then you had to completely trade all of that in. And I think what you're doing, uh, you know, having looked at the sort of stuff you're doing so you today is you're proving that you can still, you don't have to trade in your Jack the Lad card. You don't have to become boring and weird. You can have a laugh whilst also being a bit more authentic and sharing stuff with, with the other lads. And that, that but striking that balance, I believe, is the key to all this. And that's why what you're doing is so wonderful. Because I, I think that's everything I see about Dad LaSalle seems to be kind of walking that that delicate that delicate balance. Thank you. I, I think it is. Um, it comes from, you know, my, my past experience, because I wouldn't have gone and uh, sought help. Or sat in a church. I know there's some amazing organisations that do, but it just wouldn't be for me. And yeah. going back to the play days, I don't want to sit in a drafty church hall. Actually, I've got a background in events, so why can't we have a little bit of quality here? Yeah, you know, yeah. put them. We've done them in uh, uh, art centres. We've done them. We've taken over uh, museums, theatres, um, our space in Worthing at the moment. He's actually a day centre for adults with learning difficulties. So there's a beautiful sensory area already there for 
dads with kids that have additional needs because they're even more isolated. Um, we're just about in the 12th of November, we're launching in Brighton in a seven-story tech innovation centre. So they've got, you know, AI technology, they've got makers, spaces, all this nutty, amazing tech yeah. that we can come in and, you know, that hits a very different line because where that that venue is is opposite a um, a very large social housing um, estate, so that right. the community there wouldn't have normal social assets, uh, access to these sort of facilities. So we're, we're bridging the gap. Then, and what we do is, uh, you know, so we're the same age. So we remember the school dinners. If you had full, free school dinners. They made you sit on a separate table and you couldn't right. go and sit with your mates. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm not having any of that. So we have a very low ticket price anyway, but we also offer free and no questions asked. So it shouldn't just be, oh, the, these are the cool trendy dads that can afford all this yeah. stuff. It yeah. can be anybody. Come and have a cup of tea, you know, let the kids play together. And then it'll open up the the kids' social circles as well. Yeah. You know, so I think there's, yeah, I, I think you're right. It's somebody else mentioned to me. It's almost like a Trojan horse because if you yes. said this is a dad support river, no, I'm fine, mate. Absolutely fine over here. Don't need yeah. any of that nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but do you want a free beer? Do you want a game of pool? Do you want to go on a visa? Do you want to listen to some decent tunes and learn how to DJ? Yes, I do. Yeah. Once they're in, then they see all these other fellas around them opening up, and it's like, well, that's me. I can relate to actually. I've got this thing that's bothering me. And I yeah. want it to be more, you know, accepted and commonplace. See, the challenge that we've got is that we've got, we're a small team of volunteers and we've got day jobs and families and sort of dadless old is running the evenings and weekends and we rely on um, writing funding bids. You know, so people like Comet Relief and the National Lottery have been very good to us. Yeah. But if we can get some... You know, sort of major backing, then there's a reason to maybe launch these in towns and cities across the country. Because imagine if, you know, your your relationship splits up and your kids go and live somewhere else. Mm. Um, we had one dad, bless him, he uh, travels down from Wales to Bognor once a fortnight and says that it stays in an Airbnb to see his kids. So he's got no access to you know, the school ground or any of those relationships. And I think his relationship with his ex is quite tempestuous. Yeah. Therefore, she's going to be very guarded about any friendship groups that she's got. But from that, he'd come down and then he'd drive the two hours to come to one of our play dates because he knows he's got a group of mates there. It's a... It's a wonderful thing. And my last question was going to be, what are your plans? But it sounds like, so at the moment, it's just based locally to you on the South Coast, right? Yeah, South Coast. at the For the physical events, mm. we do a range of online stuff. You know, we've got the WhatsApp group on Facebook. And the the plans are, if we can get some funding, you know, there's a range of different opportunities that we've presented to us through partnership with, with um, universities, We've been approached by Public Health England to do a, a new project around mentoring for maybe young lads that don't have positive role models. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just need some funding and go, okay, look, it's like the Scouts. You know, you can have a chapter, or the Hells Angels, which way you want to look at it. There'll be chapters in different regions um, and it's sort of almost national network 
of support, but also then you've got this very loud voice where we can change the the narrative around it. So we had a a conversation in the group about the the lack of change of facilities in blokes' toilets. Yeah, yeah. So we put some pressure on the local council, and they've sorted it in a couple of places. Imagine yeah, if you've got a, a national network of that talking to the right people. We can, you know, have some real influence in here. Well, I wish you all the best with that, and and you know, I'd love to continue the relationship between the reset and 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 you guys because I think that you know it's brilliant, it's inspirational. I love the branding around it, mate. You know, I, you. I look at it and I think that you you know immediately your social media output, everything. Let me tell people where they can follow you. Although I will put the links in when I post this. Yeah. So it's uh, so the is uh, Dadless Soul. At Dadler Soul, right? That's it. Yes, at Dadler Soul. Oh, That's oh. Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook. There's a private Facebook group as well. Um, so the the day to day events are in Worthing. Uh, we had several groups before COVID, but COVID nearly killed us. Mm. Um, we had to go right back to square one. We lost all of the funding, but that's a, a long story for another time. Um, but we with the membership, we've got two and a half thousand members in eight different countries. So we've got Dadless Oldies that marries in New Zealand because they've seen our stories and our, our content and go, yeah, this is me, or in, in the Czech Republic. And so we, we offer Dadless Old T-shirts and sweatshirts. So every one of those that's sold goes back to fund a play date for a family that can't afford it. Fantastic. Also a, it's a sign, so when you're down the park, you know, playing with the kids. I know they're obviously a bit old for that now. Yeah. But like you'd wear your, your football colours and go, oh, yeah. look, there's another Gunner uh, or Spurs fan. Right over there. Actually, oh, you're another Soli. Brilliant. Yeah. Bam, I've automatically got this. It's like a bat signal. Yes. Get out there, brother. Yeah. It's really great, mate. Uh, com. People can go on there and find out more and actually buy some stuff, which I'm looking I, I, no, at no, right no. now. Oh. I would like if... After this, if you send me your chest size, I'll send you a little present for Christmas. Oh, what a top bloke. Um, listen, I, I absolutely love what you're doing. I'm so glad that we met. And yeah. um, and I wish Hold you all the best. Because I think, I think the whole nation could could benefit from a, a local dadless. So I know when I was when I was young, when my kids were smaller and I was experiencing all the things that you have described so well, um, the, the feelings of isolation, loneliness, um, feeling patronised at times, and, and all the rest of it. I, could, you know, something like this. If that had been in my local area, it would have been a no-brainer. I would have been delighted. So I really hope. I wish you all the best, and think this deserves to to grow much, much bigger. So Thank you, listen, fa- thanks ever so much for joining me today as well. It's been a real education and very inspirational. Thank and the same for you. The conversations I've heard that you're doing, it's it's having men actually talk really, really honestly. The, the, the episode with Sean Ryder mm. I listened to, and there's a, the, the lack of testosterone. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. What, 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 wow. Just wow. And the more we can have these, these channels and these open conversations, maybe there's going to be a fellow listening that needs that support and is going, you know what? I'm really struggling here, mate. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how to up, but now I see that other people are doing this. I'm not alone. And, you know, the, yeah, somebody said to me, um, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, somebody said to me, there's a psychologist that we're working with 
They said, every time a, a dad comes to one of our events, there's one less chance that his wife or his mother's going to be setting up a charity in his memory. Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. So, you know, when we do this stuff and... If you open up, anyone listening, if you you know, if you open up just once or twice to another bloke or or publicly about any struggles you've been through, big or small, it might just help one person swerve a crisis in their own life by reminding them that it's all right to talk and all right to not be okay all the time. Um, so let's just keep all Absolutely. of this going, all of us. Thanks ever so much for your time. I really appreciate it, and you know, uh, Dan, best of luck with with growing even bigger. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. All the best. There you go, Dan Flanagan, a bloke with a massive heart who's doing something so valuable for dads and kids everywhere. I really hope that Dad LaSalle can grow into a nationwide organisation. If you want to find out more, go to dadlasalle.com. And if you like the reset, why not subscribe at sandelaney.substack.com. You get regular newsletters from me, plus this podcast delivered weekly to your inbox and the full archive of over 70 episodes featuring the likes of Sean Ryder, Seth Myers, Irving Welsh, Alistair Campbell and loads more. Plus, for paid subscribers, for a fiver a month, there's bonus weekly discussion podcasts every week. Until next time, gang, thanks for listening. Be lucky and don't let the dickheads get you down. 